This is the Sons of Roger podcast. Why the Sons of Roger? Because we all have something in common. We're all brothers, and our father's name is not Messiah, it's Roger. Hello, hello. A wonderful Sabbath day to you all. It's very exciting to be here. Welcome back to the Sons of Roger podcast. Um, I am your host this week, Jack Spores, um, the second of the Sons of Roger. Um, Jack and Spores. of course, we are joined by um, the other three. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Good, good, good. Very well. Good. Very enthusiastic. I I'm in a... I'm in a remote location this time, and so uh, both me and Ryan have to deal with the delays and the untimely jokes, so I apologize. And that is yeah. just the nature of the Sons of Roger right now. We're not all in the same place. We're all in different kind of walks of life, and uh, that's the beauty of it. So uh, it makes the podcast a little bit more challenging slash less uh, perfect, but we love that. And, just and we roll just makes it. me a little bit a little bit more stupid when I'm, I mistime all the jokes and the and the conversation but it's <laughs> no i think last week went down really well we're really happy with the response that you guys have given us so thank you very much for the feedback thank you very much for um listening first and foremost we had over 80 unique listeners which really meant so much to us um that you know we have friends and family that care enough to listen to us for 45 minutes very very kind so um, we hope that this episode will also be um inspirational and enjoyable for you all um let's jump right in um to the first segment um this we're gonna just continue the little get to know us uh we want to have lightheartedness in this podcast as well as serious gospel conversation um and so i'm i'm gonna just do a, a few never have i ever um questions that oh boy we are gonna be nice and snappy about um and if if a story comes then feel free to share boys so never have i ever broken a bone is who is this true for? Uh, I've broken a bone. Okay, Dan, I've never broken a bone. Jack, I I have broken a bone, but not my own. Now, Ryan, hang on, Sam. Yeah, there the we go. <laughs> because the next question is: Never have I ever broken somebody else's bone, and I am also guilty oh. of that. Yeah, that that story belongs uh, to me and my arm. Um, we were playing outside on the trampoline. Wait, did Sam I break your arm? Sam. Oh, I think it was Sam. I'm fairly yeah. certain it was Sam. Yeah, and yeah, he... Yeah. Jack, uh, you don't weigh enough. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I tried to bounce well, at I... the people on the trampoline and I end up bouncing higher. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the essence of the break was uh, a double bounce went wrong. And I, I'm fairly certain if I, if I remember rightly, it broke as I did like a seat drop. Sam double bounced me, so I flew up in the air and then came back down on it. And I think... Mum knew straight away because I'd thrown up. Yeah, I think so, you landed on it. Yeah, I think you yeah. sat on your arm, like snapped it by sitting on it. So technically you broke your own arm. It wasn't really Sam's fault. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's a good spin of the story. There you go, you see? Um, I, I think I broke... Did I break your arm? Did I break something of you yours? You broke then? my leg, yeah. Not my leg, my ankle. Yeah. I broke your ankle? We were. We were in... Uh, this was New Year's Eve. Uh, break them ankles? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the football field or like actually broke your no, ankle? No, no, no. We were... Um, we were at Jump Street, a trampoline park. Oh, that's right. And uh, we were just playing a little game. Oh, oh I say. How embarrassing. Similar story, actually. You double bounced me as well. Mm. Um, unintentional. Unintentional. We jumped on the same trampoline. Yes. And my ankle, well, I landed on my ankle as I jumped. And then the double bounce was already on my ankle. Mm. And I flew 
far mm-hmm. and it snapped in two places and i have I also and that is why mum and dad just bought a new trampoline yeah <laughs> yeah which is actually even bouncier than the last one we'll have lots long of long may it continue into <laughs> generations <laughs> you got, you got right, a baby you coming gotta watch out okay so um next one never have i ever really liked a song by justin bieber is anybody guilty of the, the, the of the secret pleasure of loving jb go or for it jack uh, yeah i am <laughs> <laughs> but sam come on i don't mind the one that you showed me the other day that purpose is one yeah it's on the album purpose what's it called um right no pressure is what it's called oh that's you what like it's called. that one I'm, I'm a big fan of justin bieber even his recent album bang it i think it's quality dan i mean if you didn't like baby then you weren't really a, a true bieber <laughs> fan a believer true that a believer i love it okay never have i ever deleted a post on instagram because it didn't get enough likes to be satisfactory to you maybe not likes but I have just because I was like, oh, why did I post this? <laughs> and I haven't deleted it. I've just, you know, stored it away for my own keeping. Right. For memories. Archived it? Archived That's it. One. That is the one. That means it's still Wait, available somewhere. Hold on, hold on. Which means that maybe there's something we can do to make you unarchive it. Well, yeah, I guess if you think of something, I'm open to that. Oh, okay. It's not that embarrassing then. He's <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> there's about 20 on there. I, I think... I think I can go even one more embarrassing. I'm I I'm fairly certain I've had a few Instagram accounts over the years, and I think I have. I don't know how old I was, but I think I even restarted an Instagram because I was just like, "This is not cool enough." Right. Well, I don't think it's embarrassing. I think that's just. I, th- I think that's actually quite normal. Like, okay, maybe not to start your whole Instagram again, but if it was like a little account, then fine. But oh wait, no, maybe that is a little bit. I guess it's fine. I mean, I've yeah, definitely... Yeah, a bit embarrassing. Yeah, but I've definitely deleted posts because I wasn't satisfied with the amount of likes it got. I thought it was embarrassing that it only got... I I think he, it's just a part of social life now where you are expect... You have, a, like, a number that you expect to get. And it's not correct by any means, but I think that's kind of the pressure... It's a shame, we're, yeah. We're under. I think it's because Jack works hard it's funny. on posts. So well, he I'm, doesn't get... I love photography. Po- I love likes. videography. I try to post quality content at Jack Sports, by the way. Oh. Shameless plug. It's, it's funny because um, in like the last four or five of my photos, um, it, there's like the first, well, I don't know what the numbers are, but basically like four of them are of me and Jade and they have like 500 likes and then there's like one or two of me and they have like 200 likes yeah. and I'm just like, oh, okay. So you guys are here for Jade, not for me. Yeah. Which, uh, that is true. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought no, you were Jade. Yeah, I'm joking. I'm joking, but we do love Jade. Shout out Jade, um, the the first daughter of Roger, um, not by blood, obviously, but uh, yeah, we love Jade. Should we mention that we're not only the sons of Roger? Go on, expand. Well, we are also the sons of Natasha. Sasha, Natasha. Yeah. Shout out mum as well. We hope that she doesn't feel any kind of resentment to us by only calling this the sons of Roger. It is purely because of the scriptural sons of Mosiah, but we love mum and dad equally. Um, okay, never have I ever uh, gotten stitches. Maybe you never broken a bone, but have you ever got stitches, Sam? Jack, a little story here, glue. Well, hang on. The question is stitches. I, no, I uh, happy to tell. <laughs> you. Uh, I have, even to this day, a scar on my. I think it's Buttock. right butt cheek, um, <laughs> and I mum was cleaning the kitchen floor in our old house, and I came running in. I think I slipped and. Uh, and happened to fall 
like kind of down the wall and the skirting board it was on a corner the skirting board Ooh. was sticking out and just gave me no a it's worse than smash. that it's worse than that the in in our old house you could run around so you could run into the kitchen and run through to the front room and it was like a loop mm-hmm. and uh i was chasing you around it and you were young so and there was a bit of the of the heating there was like a vent oh, that's and it was a bit of metal the the corner of the metal was like sticking out and it literally sliced your butt cheek like a Listen, nice watermelon i don't i <laughs> actually don't remember anything about how it happened but i do remember laying on my bum oh no not on my bum on my on my front as the nurse was gluing my bum and um <laughs> i remember looking at a teddy and then i got a lollipop afterwards and it was actually a very pleasant experience i think it was worth it <laughs> And now I have the story. I have the scar and the story. And a lollipop. Next question. <laughs> never have I ever. Okay, never have I ever been on a dating website. No, never. I'm 15. <laughs> I've never been. Okay, man. I ter- I chose terrible questions. They all highlight me. I have been. I have been. No, you have not. No, I haven't been. Don't no, even. Listen, you've been on a dating website. <laughs> This story isn't as embarrassing as it seems. Maybe it is. Listen, I was a young... Next question, just leave it there. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have to explain myself now. Otherwise, otherwise it's just going to seem way worse than it actually is. Listen, I wasn't on a dating website. Next question. No, Sam, give me time. Give me time. (laughs) Give me time. I wasn't on a dating website, but I I did sign up to Mutual, which is the LDS dating app. It's like Tinder. One to see my, my my friends that were on there, and then also I went to Amer- we went to America, and I wanted to meet people, and we didn't have the chance really to meet anybody my age, and so I used mutual, and I and I did I did, and I did find people, um, and, and I did go on a date, and it was it was good, but I wasn't in it for the seriousness, okay? It was just for a fun time. Next question. <sighs> okay. Um. <laughs> okay, this is one that I think. We're, no, we're happy for I you. I think we're this happy. is one that um, everybody. Still single, by the way. Never have I ever Ouch. eaten a sweet from the pick and mix without paying. <laughs> Multiple occasions. <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, I'm guilty. I think I, I've done I'm, that. I'm guilty as charged. You get 100%. a bit peckish. I mean, What's it going to cost? Or half a penny? A penny? Exactly. And I think, yeah. I mean, we shouldn't justify it. It's wrong. Yeah, it's true. It is wrong. Um, but definitely guilty of that on all charges okay last one never have i ever lied to get out of school or work yeah i'm i'm i think even mom and dad will say that this is i'm i'm big on this one but i, I think most of the time uh, brian had a had a, a reason for it though like if he could fake it they also thought it was like it was true and mm. so ryan could get away with it well i was just going to say the same thing about you dan well actually no not the same thing whenever i would try to fake to get out of school Mum would definitely see right through it and pretty much, you know, still be like, you're going to school, right? But with you, I think she's actually fully aware if you're faking it. And she's like, it's all right, Dan, you can just stay back. Oh, I don't think so. I think I... I, I yeah, I agree. Uh, it's yeah, just, he's the it's baby. just what you get as being the I think everyone life. sees through it and they're just like... You know what, yeah, Dan? You know, mum's favourite. Right. Privilege. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that concludes that. I hope you enjoyed um, as much as we did. We love these kind of conversations, picking, e- picking at each other and making each other laugh um but let's move on to um our next segment again we're still lacking the jingles we are still very amateur at this um but they will come one day we'll be working on them soon um dan would you uh talk to us a little bit about what we've found on instagram yeah of course so um earlier this morning it was a bit late but i decided to post on instagram for this segment 
Um, it's our, our question, poll, and answer, our Q&A, our virtual Q&A um, with our listeners. Uh, the question was, uh, how would you describe Christ? Uh, I received many responses, so thank you very much for everyone that responded to this. Um, and it seems to be a common theme of everyone saying um, compassion, or he is compassionate, um, loving, uh, perfect, gentle, you know, the, the, the ones that we all think of when we first think of Christ. We think of him as a person, his actions, the miracles, you know, we think of him as this perfect um, example for us. Um, but one of my favorites uh, says, perfection in every way, fullness of love, light, peace, and joy, true compassion. Basically summarizes what everyone else has said, but um, I really like the highlight of, of perfection. Like there is, there is nothing wrong. There is, n- there is not a bad example that he set for us. Mm. Um, his example is perfect. He's full of love, um, joy, and of course, again, true compassion. Um, the selfless love was one of them. Um, a friend, a father, uh, someone who wants us desperately to be, to sorry, wants to desperately help us to be eternally happy. Um, I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because, oh, sorry. It's interesting because um, it, when you see someone as perfect, everyone has their own definition of perfect, of perfection. And so, you know, it, even though Christ is obviously one way and perfection is, is absolute and there's only one definition for it, we all have our own definition for it. So it's interesting how we all see a, a perfect being as different and perfect for us which is probably more comforting during life. But then, you know, at the very end, when we actually stand before him and meet him, we'll all have the same experience of him because it's only one person. Yeah, totally. I think the the, the compassion is, is also a favorite of mine. Just the way, like, mm. compassion also links with selfless love and putting others before him always. Like, mm. always. There was never a time that he was selfish or decided to, you know, put himself before others he'd always think who can i help what can i do and you know was there anybody that said understanding or because i think when it comes to compassion i think it's impossible to be compassionate um if you don't understand and that's something that i just um adore about one my relationship personally with the savior i know he understands me and therefore he is compassionate um and and he uh, he loves me because he he understands right he's not a foreign object that has no idea what's going on but i i know 100 percent that he knows my thoughts he knows my feelings he knows really what um is hard for me right now or what is good for me right now um and that makes my relationship with him a lot more meaningful to me because it's personal yeah that's also a, a lovely experience for us as mortals living on earth as, as god's children that we all feel love from from christ from mm. uh, heavenly father as well in the perfect way for us you know there's literature about love languages the seven love languages mm. and um you know from relationships that you might have had obviously me being married we learn how like how we like being loved individually but because it's god we feel that love in the way that we like to feel that love and it's kind of a just a it's a, it's a lovely aspect of life isn't it yeah i think um some of our listeners agree with you someone also said someone who understands exactly what we mm. are going through and what uh, and what and who we are so not only exactly what we're going through but exactly who we are who who yeah 
uh, what we need to do to get back to him and he knows each of us individually and this that is so invaluable in this world where so many people feel so alone when you're in the midst of trials you just feel like nobody understands nobody gets it i'm completely alone in how i feel but the savior is like "Uh uh-uh i'm right here and having a correct understanding of the savior it just brings so much peace for us in our diff- in our in our moments of difficulty because we are never alone in this life never alone in our difficult times there is no such thing as a dark alone room because christ stands there with us absolutely it's also an interesting uh, insight that you know if we're here to become like god we're here to become like um christ yet you know, we when, when we pray, we feel things. It's not an audible conversation where you hear a reply. Yet in our conversations day to day, when somebody has a problem and we're there, and you know maybe they're offloading, um, and 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 talking in confidentially with us or, or whatever, our first response is always to try and say the right thing. But actually, in moments of prayer and interacting mm-hmm. with divinity, we don't hear anything back. We just feel listened to. Mm. Thanks, Dan love that um i was i will share this because this is a little insight that i had recently um in our journey as members of the church especially we are striving i think everybody is striving to become a better person in their life um whether it be more you know productive um more more compassionate more loving um everybody's striving to become a better person and i i see that as trying to become like christ and in my pursuit of becoming like christ i rely heavily on on revelation um and what i've found recently is revelation is i say merely but i don't mean to downplay that whatsoever revelation is merely um a manifestation of christ-like character um i don't think heavenly father or jesus christ would tell us to do anything that they're not or anything that they um would never do and so actually when we receive revelation for our lives really we are just having a little insight into how christ would act in this situation it's really answering the question what would jesus do um and so as we practice that um we become more like him and as the more christ-like we become the more we can trust our insights because it means we're becoming like him, which means the revelation that we're getting is already kind of like the person we're becoming. Meaning, what, I've, what, what I think how, how I would summarize this is that we should almost be becoming our own revelation. And the way that we think and the way that we act should be in line with how the Savior and, and Heavenly Father would act. Therefore, meaning we can trust the impressions of the Spirit as revelation and we don't need to, you know... Um, we don't need to lose sleep over the fact oh like, am i am i am i hearing the answers am i receiving this you know grand revelation from god um really it's just are you becoming more christ-like and as you're doing that then you're living in revelation rather than receiving revelation Ryan, a great insight. yeah 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 i was just as i was sitting thinking and listening to you i was thinking about how involved jesus christ is this this being that we're striving to become like every single one of those attributes that people have replied to on the Instagram poll, the the thoughts that you, your boys have shared, it all testifies to us that he's so involved in this process in every single person's process of becoming um, like him, but becoming the, the divine um, potential that's within us. And I think that, that that's something that gives me a lot of comfort, at least knowing that, that he is, 
so involved that when we say yeah. those prayers like Sam was saying and we just feel listened to the reason we feel listened to is because he's right there the reason Joseph Smith in the first vision the reason that he felt listened to is is obviously a bigger example but he was right there involved in that journey of Joseph Smith and I think that that is something that I found through my personal prayer through my uh, study of the scriptures I feel him so involved in my life it becomes such a personal personal thing that that helps me recognize that my personal journey my personal progression is one with the savior and that leads perfectly onto this next segment we have these spiritual moments where he's right there with us but have you ever thought where where is he almost in those moments where we're not completely focused on him and this next segment is we, we, we've created this segment with the hope that we will be able to share some insight of how we are being taught and how we can learn through everything that's around us. And so, Sam, um, you're going to speak about the world this week is what we're calling this segment, what's gone on in the world and what we can learn from it. So in the world this week has been the Super League. So <clears throat> the probably everybody already knows what this is and has heard of it. Uh, however, just for a brief uh, recap of, of what the Super League was, the Super League was six teams from the English Premier League, which is the top football soccer uh, league in England. Football. Three teams from the Spanish um, League and three teams from the Italian League all got together, these 12 teams, and they, they, they planned this breakaway league that was going to be bigger than all of their respective domestic leagues. And... The thinking was there'll be better games because the best teams will only play against each other and you'll never get the best teams playing against the worst teams in the domestic leagues. Um, and JP Morgan, one of the biggest banks in the world, was going to come in and they were going to put up $4 billion where they were going to be able to infuse these big clubs that might have you know financial holes in them from the pandemic, infuse them with this cash that they needed. But the big but... These 12 clubs, or I think it was going to be 15 once they got the next three, were going to be entitled to be in this league every year. Because they were the founding members, they had the right to be in that league. No matter how badly they played or how well they played, they had the right to be in that league. And only the remaining five spots, so there'd be 20 uh, in total, you would need to qualify for. Mm. So essentially there was an uproar um england especially just went crazy all these big teams even like you know all four of us support arsenal and it's kind of a miracle that arsenal were even included because we are certainly not one of the top six teams right now (laughs) but historically we have been and because we're a wealthy club and have got great history we were uh but you know every single person almost like turned on their teams like we turned on our owners of our club and we're just like why on earth are we doing this this is a terrible decision and the reason so many people thought this was a terrible decision is because it takes away from the competitiveness of the game. Because if there's 15 cl- uh, clubs who are entitled to be in that league, they won't play very well because there's no consequence. Um, or you don't get these incredible stories like Leicester City, who I think were in the championship, which is the league below, uh, three or four seasons ago. And then they came up to the Premier League and they won it. And it's just like an incredible like underdog story which would never ever happen again in the Super League because you don't really qualify for places. So I was thinking, okay, how is this similar to the gospel? Uh, Or what can we learn uh, from it at least? And actually this week I was reading in Alma 51 and there's 
the king men versus the free men and so effectively like they have this chief judge i think is i think it's pahoran pahoran is the chief judge and these wealthy historically well-to-do people wanted pahoran to make certain laws that would be beneficial for these elite people we'll call them well pahoran wouldn't do it because it wasn't in the in the best interests of everyone and so these elites decided to join forces and try to overthrow the king and put oh sorry over overthrow pahoran the chief judge and install a king hence the name king men but the free men decided that no this is wrong we shouldn't have a king we should have a chief judge and we should have equity fairness for all people no matter if they're elite no matter if they have money no matter if they are bond or uh, in bondage or free whatever and this is the this is the 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 comparison to the gospel for me at least in the eyes of god everyone is exactly the same doesn't matter what family you come from doesn't matter what country you're born in doesn't matter whether you have money or you don't have money doesn't matter if you're tall or short doesn't matter if you're male or female does it whatever difference there, there there may be in our eyes it doesn't exist for god and that's the beautiful thing about the gospel all of us have the exact same potential of being successful and in the gospel realm success is is defined by having everything that, that god has he wants to give us everything and we are each born with the same ability to be successful in that way that's my in the world this week that's my worldly insight thank you so i'd love much. to hear your thoughts thank you so much Sam. it's so cool to to see in everything um there's lessons to be learned and an attitude should be adopted um it's something that i have adopted into my life which i feel uh is very beneficial to me which is don't hide don't run from what's happening in, in the world and don't um put your arm out to it because you know maybe it's not uh coherent with all of your principles but rather listen be christ-like and choose to find some good out of it find the flecks of gold in the mud right um and this is exactly I, I love your thoughts sam because that's that's what i'm hearing is look uh it's been one of the most obvious displays of greed and pride in modern sporting history um and there's lessons for us to learn there um and rather than having the emotion of um disgust and uh, and hatred it's rather what can we learn um what what are some of the principles here that that will help us be better people and that's exactly what christ does he takes the rubbish and he and he makes us better because of it that's why trials are a thing that's why he works with imperfect people i'm a rubbish person yet somehow he takes me and makes me into something much greater than i could be on my own um so i'm really looking forward to more 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 segments here boys do, do you have any thoughts on this on this um topic of the super league and what we can learn from it dan the word i the word i used last week was fascinating um i, I can't really remember where i was using that but for this week uh, I find fascinating and awesome that the the like the Godhead and the gospel and like everything is linked with everything in the world. Like, take mm. Super League and football and sports. Like, even in that, even in that community, there is still gospel that can be linked to it. And that's only one example, but that's just fascinating. If you have eyes to see, right? Exactly. I mean, so many of our listeners will be like, "What the heck." Because they hadn't thought, you know, maybe at all. Like, maybe they, maybe they had. But this is what we're trying to adopt in this segment is eyes to see uh, the good in everything and looking for lessons and um, learning opportunities through everything that happens in the world. Ryan. 
Yeah, I think I think that the okay. So being a missionary, I'm in a bubble outside of the world, but there are still things that I see. There are still uh, communications that I have that I can still apply this principle of keeping those eyes to see, those ears to hear, and the gospel being taught through the things of the world, through imperfect people, imperfect decisions. And talking, I spoke to you boys this week about this this Super League thing. I was very interested to know the ins and outs of it. And and the one thing that my mind kept thinking about was that it seemed to be, correct me if I'm wrong, the problem was with the owners. It was greed. It was It was all in for the money. They wanted more money, even though they had almost everything that anybody would want if they wanted worldly treasures. Here are billionaires and they want more. And I felt, again, comforted that... The, the owner of my soul, of my spirit, is Heavenly Father. And his work and his glory is to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. That that really stuck stuck home to me. That he, he is he's not a greedy owner. He's not a greedy football club owner. <laughs> but he is the most compassionate. He is the most loving. He wants to give us these opportunities to, if we if we look at it in the football club. Uh, ownership sense he wants to give the opportunities for us to play on the field and experience these ex- these things to have fun to enjoy the emotions of playing the game so he sent us here and he gave us a savior which is who we're talking about today so that we can have these opportunities it's not for more money for himself but he wants us to enjoy these experiences that we're having enjoy the game oh, i love this yeah thank you so much i've got a thought yeah, after so- you sam go Okay, no, you go first because I want to. I'm going to tie up this uh, this uh, segment. I've got th- thanks. I've got, got thinking, Ryan, as you were speaking. I love it. I felt the spirit as you were speaking. Um, but what do we give ownership to our lives? I think we we have. There are many things that claim ownership over us that we let own us, and a question that I'm asking myself is: What do I give time for? What do I let own me that might have intentions or consequences? contrary to those which i truly desire it's caused good self-reflection um where what are my corrupt owners (laughs) and where what what can i rebel against um and call out to make a more clean um and and righteous life for for myself so thanks ryan for sharing that and and a question to everybody what what are some of your unrighteous ownerships in your life and what can you get rid of and and become better better through nice Dan, I just wanted to highlight what you were saying because I thought that was uh, really awesome. Just because there's just the, the gospel that we have, we can find the principles that make up the gospel around the world and in places where people don't even know what the gospel is. If it's success, it's because it's built on the principles of the gospel. So I thought that was an awesome insight. Mm. So just to tie up this segment, um, this this week we're talking about Jesus Christ. And interestingly, we spoke about, I, I, I was talking about how no matter what situation you're born into or what situation you're in, you have the same ability to to be successful mm. um, in in terms of getting what God is trying to give to us and that is everything that he has. The reason for that, though, is because of Christ. If we didn't have Christ, we would have come down here to, to earth and we would have been here to, to learn. We would have, you know, lived our lives and tried to learn as much as we can as we went but we would have made a lot of errors and a lot of mistakes mm. and God being perfect can't live with anything that's, that's imperfect. And therefore we would never have been able to return and, and live with him again because we would have been 
dirtied mm. salad imperfect like we'd be imperfect from the world but because of christ and because of what he did for us the atonement we are able to still live in this earth we're able to make mistakes we're able to make errors and then we're able to to learn from them repent change progress and not be held back because of those errors that we made and i'm so grateful uh, that 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 Christ did that for us, and for this plan and the knowledge of of that plan that we have, that enables us to to have that. That is the good news of the gospel, that we can start again, try again, that our mistakes do not condemn us. Ryan, I I'm gonna take a shot in the dark and say this is gonna lead very nicely into the segment you're gonna lead us in. We've called this segment a ray of light, um, and the idea behind this segment is taking a ray out of the pillar of light um, which Joseph um, was encompassed by in the experience of the first vision and you and dissecting maybe one of those rays that came out um, as a comparison to, to maybe a, a good news of the gospel and uh, a new insight that came through the restoration so Ryan can you lead us uh, in that discussion yeah of course it's been a it's been an incredible week studying this topic studying this idea, finding a ray of light, finding this, it's just been beautiful. I don't, I don't understand, I don't know how to, how to uh, portray it with words, but that idea of light in, in itself, we could speak for hours and hours and hours and hours about this because it's so light. The fact that we have this knowledge because of the restoration, because of this pillar of light, it is light. It makes us feel lighter, we're not as heavy. It makes us feel um, brighter we have more things to be grateful for. Um, and so having said that, it makes winding it down to just a few few elements of Jesus Christ that we find out from this pillar of light that Joseph Smith experienced all the much harder. Um, but I looked a lot at, at Christ's character and the things that we know because of this occurrence, because of this event. Um, and I wanted to, I wanted to share from the Bible, um, a story about Christ's character and, and a little insight that, that we have been given as a result of, of Joseph Smith and his experience. Um, but in particular, the translation that he did of, of the Bible. Um, and so Jesus Christ has been fasting for 40 days, 40 nights, and he has an interaction with Satan and satan comes to him at the end of his fast and he says um if thou be the son of god cast thyself down for it is written he shall give his angel charge concerning thee um so this is in the fourth chapter of, of matthew and we can just imagine this i suspect that the savior is just completely um you know spent physically after this this fast for 40 days and 40 nights and oh, for, the, for this period of time that he has been fasting for. And Satan comes and he tempts him. And we, we learn that um, in, in the 11th verse of that chapter, he says, then the devil leaveth him. Sorry, so to, to go back to, to that response that Christ says, he says, you know, uh, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. So he instantly rejects Satan's attempt. And... Um, 
we then learn that the angels minister him, minister to him. Now, uh, in the Joseph Smith translation of this verse, it gives us a lovely insight as to how Jesus Christ actually uh, responded to this, this situation. It says, so instead of then the devil leaveth him and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. It says in the translation, and now Jesus knew that John was cast into prison and he sent angels and behold, they came and ministered unto him. So after this experience with Satan, Christ must be so spent both physically from the fast, spiritually from the, the battle that he's just had against Satan. But he says, and he, he commands the angels to go and minister unto somebody else that is struggling. And I think that um, that's true in, in a lot of things that we have from from this, uh, from the first vision, from this restoration of the gospel. We see that true character of Christ shine through. And I think that that's um, something that I just wanted to to open up with as, as a discussion and, and ask Daniel, in fact, what he what his thoughts are to this, what his thoughts are to um, seeing this character in, in Christ and how. Yeah, what do you think, Dan? Yeah, I think, well, the whole time you were speaking there, I was, I was sort of linking it back to compassion. Um, you said what we, what we truly see Christ as now, and this is a, a glimpse of to the real, the, the true person that he is and uh, what he is. Um, and I, I think I linked that straight back to compassion and selfless love um, and, and, and mm. stuff like that. So I think that's my yeah. sort of take. Yeah, it's, it's, thank goodness. I mean, okay, so we know that Joseph Smith worked through and uh, the Bible and and translated some of the errors that were that were in there according to him and according to the revelation that he claimed to and i just think what an audacious call if that not be revelation what like where did that come from if it wasn't from the spirit of god that because it's so different it's not even inferred in the original text that those angels ministered to somebody else but joseph smith was connected to the spirit and was in tune with um the will of god and knew um through his prophetic powers that actually those angels ministered to John. Christ looked outward in his mo- in one of his greatest moments of need in his mortality and sent angels to him. Thank goodness for that ray of light that we have, that further story, that further insight to the, the character of Christ and what that teaches us. Um, the greatest remedy to, uh, to pain and suffering is service. Christ showed us that. You know, that's the true character of Christ. This is when the this is what the Elder Bednar says in, in a fantastic talk called The Character of Christ. Um, he says, the true character of Christ is to turn outwards when the world would turn inwards. Um, and and it's this, Ryan, fantastic example and a fantastic um, ray of light that has been spotlighted here in this segment. So thank you so much. Um, Sam, do you have any concluding remarks to this? So I was thinking a couple weeks ago, how, how can I know when I'm in good standing, basically? And I think the more we understand the atonement, the more we realize how in debt we are to Jesus Christ. And Christ has many things for us. You know, he is the, the perfect example. He, he shows us how to come unto him and, and thereby unto Heavenly Father. But he also performed the atonement for us. And when we understand that, we start to feel an indebtedness to him. And when we understand that, we also understand that we can't pay that debt back. And that's when we have the same, we adopt the same mindset as he has. And that is, how can I make everyone else's lives better? 
how can I join Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ in their mission to save us? Therefore, how can I play a part in helping other people come unto Christ? And once you get to that point, I I feel like you, the, the answer to my question was, I can measure my closeness to Christ based on, do I feel like he's proud of me? Is he proud of my efforts? And and that's really a beautiful part where you kind of feel like you're on the same team. Yeah, I think I think just to... to to close this segment off, just to, to bring this ray of light um, to, to action. What do we do because of this? And I think that um, as, I, as I saw this kind of unfold in my personal study, as I thought about this, I just recognized how peaceful and how comforting that is. And, and I reflected upon the Savior's words as he, um, at the Last Supper, and, and we all know the words, he says, Peace I leave unto you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, Give I unto you, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And 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 he says in the Doctrine and Covenants, which I think is just my, my piece of action from this ray of light. Christ commands us, he says, leave judgment alone with me, for it is mine and I will repay. Peace be with you. My blessings continue with you. And that's what I learned from this, this, this character of Christ, that his character is, is the same for everybody in unique situations and i'm grateful for that and i and i really see this in my life that you know we've, we've talked lots about different people and and how we all see see this relationship with christ personally but to leave judgment unto jesus christ and to remember the peace that he brings into our lives and i'm grateful for that that knowledge thank you so much um thank you for this uplifting conversation um, it's lovely to speak as brothers about things that are so important to us, as well as things that are light-hearted and bring back great memories. We've been the Sons of Roger. This has been our second episode. Again, we know it's not perfect, but it is enjoyable. We hope that you join us next week. Follow us on Instagram at sons.of.roger and stay tuned for more content soon. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful Sunday evening. <laughs> <laughs>